Welcome to Episode 2 of the Bible Q&A with Pastor Stephen. My name is Stephen Pace, and I'm the Senior Pastor at Decatur Bible Church in Decatur, Michigan. This podcast attempts to answer Bible questions in a clear but thorough manner. If you would like to have a Bible question considered for a future episode, you can email your question to DBC at gmail.com. Again, that's Pastor, S-T-E-V-E-N-D-B-C at gmail.com. In this episode, we'll be looking at three Bible questions, so go ahead and grab your Bibles and let's get started. The first question we're going to look at is, I know God is said to have created animals. Do we know what kind of animal God created first? This is a really good question, and in order to answer it, we'll need to turn to Genesis chapter 1. In Genesis chapter 1, we have the account of the six days of creation. Now for me, I like to think of it this way, and perhaps you've heard it explained this way before, that God forms and then he fills. So in other words, God forms the sky, the land, and the sea. And then, subsequently, he goes about and fills it with his creatures. Now, to answer this question, you'll see in verses 20 through 21 that it says, Then God said, Let the waters teem with the swarms of living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth and in the open expanse of the heavens, God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarmed after their kind and every winged bird after its kind and God saw that it was good. So in verse 21 we have the answer to our question. Again it says God created the great sea monsters. Now this particular word in Hebrew can mean a variety of things. It can mean large fish, whales, squid, and pretty much any sort of large creature that would live in the waters. You can see something similar to this in terms of the usage of this type of expression in Psalm 104, verses 25 through 26. In fact, if you have a King James Bible, you'll see where it refers to and uses the word great whales there so it would say God created the great whales using that Hebrew expression there and so the answer to the question we see here in verse 21 is the first specific type of creature that God created in verse 21 were great sea monsters which could again be anything from whales large fish and so forth but then, of course, on the fifth day, we can tell that he also created winged birds and uh, so forth on that. So hopefully that answers your question about what kind of animal God created first. We see in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 21, the great sea monsters. And then, of course, on the fifth day, he also created birds. But specifically, the great sea monsters, we see him having created those first. Now, for the second question we're going to look at is, is the expression, this too shall pass, in the Bible? 
Now, I don't know about you, but I have heard this expression used before. And usually you'll hear it expressed when someone is going through a difficult situation and someone might say, this too shall pass, referring to the particular situation or difficulty, that sort of thing. So this well-known expression, though, the question is, is it in the Bible? And the answer is, no, it's not in the Bible. Now, you might find some similar types of principles or expressions in the Bible, uh, but you will not find that exact phrase, this too shall pass. Some people, when I research this, suggest that the phrase may have come from an idea from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. It says, There is an appointed time for everything, and there is a time for every event under heaven. And then it goes through, of course, verses 2 through 8, with a variety of things that come and go. So perhaps that expression could have come from that, but again, this too shall pass is not in the Bible. It is worth noting, though, that the biblical principle that is being spoken of in this expression, though, is essentially something related to probably endurance or perseverance during a difficult time in life. And so I'm sure we've all had those. One thing to consider with that is, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 7 says it is for discipline that you endure God deals with you as with sons for what son is there whom his father does not discipline so again the idea is going through difficult times and enduring those times but we also know that in James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 that it says consider it all joy my brethren when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. And so while the expression isn't there, of course one could say that the principle of endurance and perseverance is there, and as believers we do need to endure during difficult times, and, of course, sometimes God uses those difficult situations to help us grow in our faith. And so we, of course, need to endure and uh, persevere during those times. So, again, the answer to the question is the expression, this too shall pass, in the Bible, and the answer would be no. Now for our third and final question. Some people have told me the rapture is not in the Bible. If it is, where is it so that I can tell them? Now this is a really great question. In our English translations, our English Bibles, we will not find the word rapture in there. So, of course, how do we answer the question? Well, to begin with, the Bible was written in Hebrew and Greek primarily, of course, there's a little bit of Aramaic in the book of Daniel. As time goes on, the Bible was translated into other languages, one of which is the Latin translation. You may have heard of it. It's called the Latin Vulgate. If you were to open the Latin Vulgate to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and in verse 17, you would see a word there called rapturo, R-A-P, T-U-R-O. Now, when I say that, 
even though we don't pronounce that word that way, we of course can hear the similar language there of rapture. So the word itself, rapturo, is from again the Latin Vulgate, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17. And of course, you can hear where it, we would get the English rapture from. But an even more thorough answer to this is if we go back to the original Greek text of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17, there's a Greek word that is called harpazo, H-A-R-P-A-Z-O, which means to seize, catch up, or snatch away. So let's read in our English Bibles 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17 and see where this word is translated into English. And we'll also go back and look at the Latin translation. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. You'll notice when I was reading it, it says, Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up. Now if we go back to the original language, we'll see where the Greek word is harpazo, which I mentioned earlier. In the Latin translation of this, their translators translated the word into rapturo. And of course, you can just hear how similar that is to rapture. So the doctrine of the rapture is a biblical doctrine. It's clearly taught in the scriptures. You can also see some examples of this, and I'll give you two. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1, and in verse 11, Elijah was caught up, taken up into heaven, raptured, if you will. Of course, not the rapture of the church, but course he was taken and snatched away into heaven. Probably a better example would be in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and in verse 2. There Paul actually uses the same Greek word harpazo and he says that he was caught up, he was snatched, seized, taken up, caught up into heaven as he says. It says such a man was caught up to the third heaven. So the answer to the question that some people have said that the rapture is not in the Bible and what do I tell them about this? The answer would be that the rapture is clearly taught. The concept is taught in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17. The word rapture comes from the Latin Vulgate of the same verse. Rapturo is that what they use. But even going back to the Greek, the original text, harpazo, means to seize, to catch up, to be caught up into something. And in this case, it is the rapture of the church, as we see in our English translations where we are caught up. We will meet the Lord Jesus, and we will so be with him forever. So hopefully that answers the question that the rapture is a biblical doctrine, clearly taught in the scripture, as well as where we get the term from. Well, that concludes today's episode. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to you joining in with us again next time. Until then, may God bless you.